No, get up out of the flip phone. I'll call you and you call me and that's it. And I ain't no telephone level. I'll tell the phone. Welcome back to Both Sides with DJ and Honey Podcast. I'm DJ. And I'm Honey. You didn't like that or something? I did. I feel more like it's like... It was, it was fresh. It was just... Yeah. Yeah. No, I it's fine. Right. I like it. it was... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Both Sides with DJ and Honey Podcast. Before we got on the air, I had a mishap. <laughs> so you hear me rushing and getting on, then that's because the mishap yeah, happened right before I got on. I had to start the recording again. I never had one of those. So welcome to another episode of um, By Now Your Favorite Couple, bringing you everything we got every Friday. Um, what's going on, baby? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah, I don't relaxing, relaxing. Yeah. The week is over. Can you talking to your mic? I like you're a professional. I'm sorry. Right? Talking all low, come on. The week is officially over. It's done. And sort of like the fun starts for the next couple of days. Yes. Yeah. It is, though. Um, how are you? How I'm was your week? The week went good. I have no complaints here. Um, as you guys can see, whoever's watching, um, we're trying new things. As always, every week we're doing innovative stuff. Every week is like an album for us, like an album <laughs> drop, an album release. It's like, let's see how much more we matured from the week before. So um, my week was great. Um, spent some time with DJ, of course, as usual. Um, St. Patrick's Day was last weekend. Um, anyone who know us, and I asked the right, this is what caused the uh, coffin fit. I mean, the coffin fit. This will cause the mishap before being on the air or on. Honey is still coughing from last week. I'm gonna, um, but she's doing better now. She turns away from the mic and, and, and she she nearly hits her head on the brick wall back then on the backsplash. Um, the week was good. St. Patty's was. It was fun. Yeah, it was a fun time. We had went to Stone Street, which hey, is hey, around hey. the area <laughs> that I work or the area we used to work together. It was a, a it was a crazy the stench. Yeah, me. I'm not gonna lie, that stench was fun. It was a madhouse. It was beer, glass, throw up, everything everywhere. You name it. Don't want to get you guys so disgusted with those mm. things. But we did have a nice time. We don't have fun those ways. We just went out. We we wanted to go out this weekend, so we um, did that. Shout out to the Lovebirds because we did go out <laughs> this weekend, last weekend. If you guys haven't heard the last, last episode, episode, right? Yeah, the couple's there. <laughs> um, the Lovebirds, we had a conversation with them about dating. You guys can go check that out, episode 20. The Lovebirds. Um, about going out and being financially responsible and all those things mm-hmm. with your significant other. And um, I guess to a certain extent we were. We were able to go out for a little bit on Friday. And we didn't spend a lot of money. Nope. Um, nope. Went out for a while on Saturday. Didn't spend too much money. Nope. We had a good time, came home, okay. and um, just chilled out. Yeah. So I enjoyed that week. Remember, um, oh yeah, I wanted to get this on my chest. Last week, ladies and gentlemen, um, you remember when you... Well, we did spring cleaning, right? Right. Yeah, so Honey did her spring cleaning. And um, she, I guess, found some old stuff. And now she's wearing it again. So I think that's weird. Like, oh my but, but you can't be wearing your stuff from the late 90s. Let me tell you something. 
Things get recycled. You can no. Things get recycled. Everything that we have done in the past, what we wear now, is recycled. Uh, I'm waiting for the for the for the um, 5411s and the Swiss Swiss no, um, sweatsuits to come Sorry, out soon. Uh, you probably no, but I know Melora's coming back. Lord, I know yeah, I'm sure that you're is coming. Your no, I never wore those either. Mm -mm, you gonna nope. pull out the old Fubu? Oh no, not with that the big baby, logo. The baby fat. Nope, never wore those. <laughs> those were particular brands I never wore because other people wanted baby too much. Fat, yeah. They killed it. You was a baby fat girl. Oh no, no, no. You look like you was a baby fat. I girl. was a baby fat girl, but I was a baby, baby fat. Not aware of. Oh no, never apple bottoms. That's funny. Never apple bottoms. No, I never baby, wore those brands. I, I love it. You don't have them. Apple butter. No, I don't. Yes, it's so right. I love the G food. God bless me. Baby fat. So like, you got baby fat, though. Hey. I'll take that. Hey. <laughs> so that was last weekend. Which um, is, oh, sorry. To even say baby fat, you know, she, um, what's her name? Corey. Yeah, I heard She's about been that. launching it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't understand why. Just, what you think? No. You don't know. See? Why? No. It's they a, why is that a problem? Because I think they then do a Nietzsche. A Nietzsche. It, okay. I'd rather them. Jabar jeans might come out. Oh, Parasuco might come back. You never know. If they bring back Parasuco, they had a Parasuco um, store in what? Soho. Soho. I think yeah. it was Soho. No, yeah. yeah. I never went. When I moved down there. I never had a pair of Parasuco either. either. No. But my brother had a pair. Oh, really? Yeah. He, my older brother had a pair of Parasuco. And um, he wore those jeans. To the death of him, I promise you. To the to the strip might have started peeling off. That's how I. He had like the black with the with the yellow strip tape going oh down. It looked no. like he was driving on a Those two two the... side road, like kind of down the thing. I swear, Parasuco's back in the days was like the hottest. I think it was better than it was a, one of the best selling brands. I think more than um, Fubu and so forth. What was your go to brand growing up? To be honest, but I still live now. Yeah. I love Nietzsche. That's, that's timeless I love Nietzsche. That's timeless like, stuff. I don't wear like those. And Nietzsche would be like. Yeah, I love it. I still have. I'm trying I, to think. If you see my retro, I still have like two outfits. I had the, I had the FUBU jersey. Really? Yeah, I had like the I FUBU. I think it was a logo. was just FUBU. too I, big. I, I never bought anything FUBU myself, but they would buy oh, it. Oh, okay. okay. That's yeah. different. It was like for you. You know, <laughs> to you. Yeah, something like. Yeah. Something on the stands. I like Jabbar. It was nice. When we were in high school, it was in Pele. Yeah, um, but now they got the OGs. The growing up, I like Boss. I ain't gonna lie, I like Boss. Boss was nice. Like it was simplistic. You remember Paco? Yeah, but I didn't Paco, know Paco, no, I, my dad used to buy the Paco lie. jeans with the farmer pockets on the back. Yeah, I think they were just too big. It was, back in the day, Paco, it used to be mad fake Paco and mad fake Boss jeans. Hello? Not everybody, regardless of whether the brand was kind of cheap, people still wore it was, a lot of knockoffs. Paco, yes, Get, I mean, guess. Boss. Those are the, yeah, those the are primary. the primary. All right, guys, let's, let's get into the show. So, um, this weekend, me and DJ, we sat down and we got into Ant Man and the Wasp. Now, I've seen the movie before, yeah. so we're not going to go into a whole review of it. So, I wanted to reflect a little bit more on just that part of it because. Me and DJ's been having a hard time lately. Um, DJ's a great kid. Let me just preference by saying that first. DJ behaves himself in school. Let me, let me, oops, oh, okay. Let me reverse that. DJ's a great kid, he's smart, and DJ knows what he's doing. DJ's been having a couple of bad days a week in school on the regular, so, we had a teaching moment this weekend, mm -hmm. um, and 
it's hard being a dad, man. Like, cause you know, you wanna, you want your kids to trust you. You want them to love, and you don't want them to, you know, envy you because you had to turn off the TV or take the toys away and any of those things. But like, being a parent is hard. Like, you have to do those things sometimes, and and like, it's just tough. I don't know. I, I don't. Like I don't. I mean. Honestly, learning through your experience and sharing experience with you, I don't think that there's a book. There is no book. Everybody has their own different situation. Every kid is different. And, you know, as long as you learn together and you move forward together, it makes everything so easy. So, like you said, he's a great kid. He's just having a little bit of hiccups. Eventually, it'll stop. No, yeah, he's still young. Yeah, he's still young. Well, we fixed it. You know, we turned it around. He ended up having a good day the next day. And um, hopefully it uh, will continue and prosper on. So this weekend we got into some, what we got into Get into it. You can talk this week. Uh, I can't talk. So we got into two great movies. Um, The first one we're going to talk about is Crazy Rich Asians. Now to be honest, my mom recommended She said this is hilarious. And we got to see it. And um, Charlie Wu is one of the main characters. I don't know who any of them was. All of Charlie them. Wu. And you know Charlie I Wu. I know. Honestly, babes. They all look alike in the movie. Oh, I'm no. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, either way, Crazy Rich Asians, it's about this young female named Rachel Chu who goes to Singapore with her boyfriend, Nick Young. Now, Nick Young... Shout out to my Asians. I love my Asians. Yeah. Nick Young, he doesn't tell his girlfriend that he's literally born into the wealthiest family. Um, And so they pursue to go to Singapore to go to Nick Young's best friend's wedding. And in between, as people know, within every culture, there is a status quo or more or less uh, a preference of what what your parents or what the culture would like you to represent as far as who you bring home to your family. So the whole story is about how all the culture of the Asians per se go through their or ridicules if you're not if you're not considered I thought the movie was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, it it was good. No, movie. I can't give it Yeah, but I thought it was cool. Um typical love story though. Yeah. Now, I'm tired of seeing typical love stories. I thought what made this different was it was funny. It was all Asian movie. You know, and it was honestly some good acting in it. I thought it was some great. It was it was funny. It, it gave a little insight it was a typical about love story. yeah, but then it gives you a little insight of how people are it was treated. The, it was the Asian considered outcast. It was the, the um it was the Asian coming to America. Right. Basically. Oh yeah, that's a great that, that's, that's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just singing now. Oh wait, they did pull on singing. Yeah. Um, just singing. They did. They, yeah. they did a couple singing for the. Oh, we can't get into it. Karaoke singing. It sounded like that. Something like that. Um, what else we watched? Turn, Turn up Charlie. Turn up Charlie. Was, That's the name of the movie. Yeah, with Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, it's better with names. It's so Idris Elba. And it's Turn a Netflix Charlie. original once again. Yes, another five movies from Netflix dropped. And. It just plays this guy named Charlie, which I believe he also produced and directed this particular series. It's a series. And he's a struggling DJ who becomes a mammy for this young girl named Gabby. Um, and throughout the whole course, you just go and see how he goes about trying to juggle, trying to re- revive his DJ career along with uh, babysitting this young girl who's actually 
having tantrums because her, her parents she are famous. OD smart. Though. Yeah, she's. She, they, I think her IQ in the movie is like one thirty or something. Yeah, like that. one of those really really smart kids that you got to chase behind type of thing. Yeah. Um, it was his production. Like, like he did it. Um. Yeah. It was alright. It was alright. Um, because that was another typical love story in there as well to me. Well, it wasn't a love um, story. There was no love in it. Not yet. It's season one, but I see uh-huh. what's coming. Okay. I see oh, what's coming. Oh no, we can't say that. Um. I don't know, is it Idris like a like a rapper or something now? Like he does music. I seen him on like he posted know. like a music video, Idris Elba. Uh, so I, I guess like he's doing a lot of producing, music, movies. I mean he looked good in the movie, you know, for him his age and you know he had a scruffy look What was his name in um the wire? Stroke I don't know, it's not the I feel like you just I think it was I forgot his name, but yeah, no, I forgot. But anyway, you know he was on the wire as one of the main. Stringer Bell. There you go, baby. Something Bell, but you're right. You're on the right track. Well, yeah, he's come a long way. Yeah, I really, really respect him as a actor. I don't think this was his best work. it's but it's Netflix. something that he's trying. Yeah, it's Netflix. And I think this is one of his first productions. Maybe like so. Um, yeah, that movie was alright. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> that show was okay. okay yeah, right. Return of Charlie. What else we get into? Here? Um, that's it. We really yeah. just chilled. And, you know, we're prepping for March. March Madness. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that as well. Um, special show. We have guests again. Um. Thank the Lord we got guests. <laughs> Why you say that? Oh man, because you know how hard it is? From, from here, it looks like my dog is humping my cat. Oh, uh, TMI. I got it, sorry. <laughs> TMI, you got yes. sidetracked? Yes, I'm sorry. I'll probably blink that out. I'll probably not. <laughs> um, what's the time? About um, the guests on our show. That's yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. Okay. We do have guests on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up, Melissa Sue John. Yes. And her daughter, I believe, is joining her as well, Olivia, Olivia Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, yeah. They're going to come on and talk about Lauren Simone Publishing House. Yeah. They'll be on to let you guys know basically what got them into publishing, writing. Melissa will give her background, or we got to right. about her background, everything that led to what got her to where she was. So. We'll be doing that after sports. We're going to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. This is Both Sides with DJ and Honey podcast. We'll be back. Hey, you guys. Thanks for tuning into our podcast both sides with DJ and Honey. We would love to hear from you guys. So whether you're an entrepreneur, music lover, or sports fanatic, you can hit us up, either follow us or DM us on Instagram at both underscore sides DJRS. Thanks for listening. behind-the-scenes thing. I don't know if anybody care to watch a podcast on YouTube, but 
Um, I have to really be like checking, honey. Like I, I, I ask for things, and then she really be like trying to like undermine me. It's I feel like, you, like before I come on air, I'm like, yo, babe, can you give me a moment of silence? I need some clear air. And then it's when the girl starts trying to move and start doing everything. I, I, I don't get it. Anyway, sports. You laughing like, it's come on. I'm trying to produce. All right. Okay, let's go. Sports. It's March Madness. Yeah, I love this. This is when Madness. everybody act like they know everything about college basketball. <laughs> Spending money on a bunch of brackets, hoping that they'll win, just like the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, only it's more difficult. A lot more teams involved. You got what? 64? Is that so for? Not 64. No? Is it 64 or was it 128? No, this is 16. Yeah, 64. 64. 64. So 64 teams. See, I don't even know. So many. No, I know. It's, 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 it's exciting basketball every weekend, March Madness. Um, that's my favorite part about March Madness, that it's every weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, okay. games. Um, two rounds, of course, um, when it starts to get further into the rounds. But it's basketball, it's just basketball all going. You got your Cinderella stories, you got the upsets, you got the um, the favorites, you got all the um, college um, stars, you got the college high-profile star coaches, the high-profile university. So it's a lot that's meshed into the whole tournament. It's not only just the players, the school, the name. Like, it's all of that. Like, a person will pick a team based off the color. That is true. People will pick a team based off the coach, based off that's the state that they, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of people really just, even if the team is doing something bad, which I do, like, as a fact, like, each college has their own, like, Mascot, and I mean not just a mascot. We're talking about the people itself mm-hmm. is their mascot. I think one of the things I do love about um, March Madness, especially when it comes to these particular games, is the fact that the the school as a whole become come out. Yeah, yeah, they come out. They come it's out and show up. Yeah, court storming. Yeah, all that. Did they do court court storming in the tournament? I believe so. I think, I think, I'm not really sure. If it's an upset, I believe. I believe yeah, so. maybe, but it's exciting. It's college ball. What these are no names trying to make their names. And um, the professional, I'm not saying that they're no names, but I'm just saying, like, could you imagine 64 teams? And I'm talking smack, but I got my bracket right here. Um, 64 teams, like, you know, that's five, that's um, 64 five-star lineups. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be a bunch of players you've never seen, never heard of, and um, they're going to be making a name for themselves in this tournament, and that's what I think is exciting. Um, another thing that makes it exciting is that Zion is back. He played um, that last weekend. And, and, and had a, a actually his first game he missed a shot. Yeah, so he, thirty-one. He no, shot. first game I think it was twenty-nine, thirteen for thirteen. Okay. Second game I think it was thirty-one, mm-hmm. and 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 we'll do both. They won both games and won the ACC um, tournament. So that's exciting. I think everybody's looking forward to Duke winning this tournament. Who you got, baby? Final four pick from now. We're not gonna jump into all the teams. Who you got in the final four? For men or women? You do the women. I'll do the men, because that's how you gave me this paper. Okay, for the women, I'm picking Notre Dame, of course. I like Arike. I cannot say her last name, but Arike Ugamale. Ugamale. Yeah, but she's like the Kobe prospect. Yeah, she is great. I know people have heard about her, seen her. If you haven't, you have an opportunity to catch this 
Weekend's coming up. That's the classy yeah, right there. Right there. And then I got Baylor also is reaching the finals. Uh, one of the schools I wanted to go to was Syracuse. I see why I'm picking Syracuse. No, I believe Syracuse could really get somewhere. You wanted to go there. That's yeah, why you picked them. So I always pick them. You picked them because of the color of the school. I always picked them. You wanted to go or you win. Or and of mean, course, UConn. Those are my four. Oh, so you're picking UConn as a set of twos because they're not a well, one. the first time they haven't been a one seed in almost a decade, and it's the first time you're going to pick them. You know what, though? I, I, yeah, you think they, they can win the tournament? I, no. Um, I think they can't. I agree. Um, I think no Gino Oriyama, I think that's the name of the coach. He said from the very beginning that this is a very young team. This isn't the normal UConn team. That's all the teams team. left. That's yeah, so, um, but you look for them to dominate probably next year. Yeah. But they make it to the final four. You got to upset somebody in the final four. So that's your final four. So I'm looking at all of these teams, right? In the East, Duke got the number one. Gonzaga got the number one in the West. Um, North Carolina, Midwest, and then Virginia. I'm going to go. That's not going to be my final. I'm going to go with an upset here. I'm going to have Virginia versus King. Oh, no. You're going to take Kentucky? No. No. Oh. Well, well, definitely in the Elite Eight, I think it's going to be North Carolina versus Kentucky. So I can say that. Um, so, But I do think North Carolina has a chance to win this whole tournament. So I don't. I'm going to pick Kentucky as a sleeper because they've been under the radar. They're two seed this year. You know, it's not a lot of big prospects like normally they have a lot of NBA prospects on their team. So they probably have one or two this year. Um, North Carolina, um, Tennessee. That's the obvious mm-hmm. sleeper team. I'll uh, pick Tennessee to beat Virginia in the upset. Duke and Gonzaga, my final four. So hopefully that comes to fruition because that's how I'm going to fill out my. Well, that's how I filled out my brackets, multiple brackets, because um, I have multiple. Make sure you guys get involved. I know by the time you guys are listening to this, it's too late. I know the brackets had to be in yesterday or Thursday. Thursday. 12 p.m. So, um, yeah, make sure you guys pay attention this year. Take some notes and then participate next year. These bracket days are fun. And not only that, you know, one thing I I hope to encourage people to do, because women's basketball is just as fun to watch. It's just as much energetic. It's just as much drama. For the women's basketball, if you guys want to watch the men's March Madness, also participate in watching the women's women's March Madness. There's a lot of stuff going on, and the women women's basketball needs just as much support as the men's basketball. And we, are, I believe, like college, and this is no no no, you know, let down on the WNBA. College women's basketball is ten times better than the WNBA. It is, but it doesn't get as much play either. And I can't, but I can't say that about the men's. College basketball versus the NBA. Like I like to watch the NBA way more than I like to watch college basketball. Everybody watches college basketball at this time of the year. We know that, mm-hmm. but I do not watch college basketball all year round. Like I watch, like this might have been the year you you've heard me say, like I want to turn Two on times. the TV yeah. and have college basketball. Why? Because Zion's playing. Like it's got to be that one star carrying the whole NCAA for you to make you want to watch. Right. Um, when it comes to NCAA women's basketball, it's like the competitiveness of the females, of the ladies, I should say, the women, is just so, like, top level. It's intense. It's exciting. And it's, it's, it's just as much entertaining as um, men's college basketball. So 
We'll be getting into that. Yeah. Bunch of games on. Popcorn, oh, jelly, yeah. throwing stuff. Just an excuse <laughs> to, to, to grab a right. um, beer. Um, <laughs> so, um, the NBA, uh, it's time to reflect on the Lakers' dead season. As everybody has. So wait, it's officially it's dead. Okay. It's dead. Okay, you guys hear this because everybody's on this LeBron thing. No, 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 I'm talking for it. Okay. It's statistically over, like. That's not like an angry fan. No, you're just the LeBron hater. You know you are. Um, the Lakers' reflection of this season. So I have two opinions. I know. Go ahead, give yours. You always want to give it a LeBron hate opinion. That's honestly, you know. My thing about this whole oh, hey, 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 situation hey, hey. is everybody, regardless of what they initiated, said, initiated, stated, was, oh, LeBron went to the Lakers, don't expect them to get to the playoffs. Once they started winning a couple games, oh, they're going to... It was just a roller coaster. And a, what? That's correct. Because LeBron had the team in position in fourth place on Christmas before he got injured. What was going to happen to that young team for missing 17 games? That was going to happen no matter what. But it wasn't such an impact. 17 games is a quarter of his season, basically. What LeBron missing off that team. That team was basically that team without LeBron when they, he was injured. And they are under 500 team without him. So I will give my two opinions. I'll give a grade before Christmas. In the grade during the playoff push, trying to you know mm-hmm. after the All Star game mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, Christmas up until Christmas, the Lakers was looking like a, a team to be reckoned with. The cohesive nips was there. You can see that they were still building and building, but once LeBron went down, that went out the window. Everything else after the injury was just trash. Cocktail like the team. Everybody, you know, was probably scared when they was on the um, trading block and then all of that stuff. But I guess the overall grade I would give the Lakers this season. Oh. Go ahead, because you, you'll love them. <laughs> you'll love them. A grade I would give them? A C. A C? Yep. I give the Lakers a B plus this year. What was the first thing you said when we started this segment about, oh, I started talking about the Lakers? No. no. What did everybody say? They were gonna make it to the playoffs. So they did exactly what everybody wanted said. So why would you grade them low? <laughs> they met expectations. Why would you grade them low? I give them a B plus. Matter of fact, I'm write that down. Because their season wasn't gave, all that great. Oh, what in particular? Uh, versus their expectations of you and many others, I, I I feel like I was unfair. Like I should have gave them an A. I feel like they did that. They did exactly what you thought. So. Okay, I so graded a B plus. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't give him a C for doing exactly what he did. <laughs> he so All right, guys. So we're trying to start a little rivalry, or I'm trying to rile up a little rivalry in my house. I am right. a long time, as you guys know, Knicks fan. Ooh. Ride or die. Um, honey is not a basketball team fan. Yeah, I have one. In- she just watches basketball and bandwagon off the Warriors. That's what she does. I'm not. No, she's just like every. She's just like every second and third grade in the You're world. You're hating. Right now. You're hating. Steph I've been a Warriors fan for a minute. Curry. 
And um, you've been buying me stuff regardless, the my team. For sure. That's I right. didn't buy it for you. You 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 won a bet, and then I obviously bought what you were supposed to win in that bet. Either for way, you. you're hating. No, I'm not. They are my favorite team. Yo, when I met you, you wasn't even caring about any of those teams. You was just the the next lo- the, the, if, uh, Honestly, I before I met you, I understand. Then I just lost interest. I was like, the next, 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 and then. I just... understand. I understand. So this is what I'm asking you now. Why you ain't jumping on the Brooklyn bandwagon? Because Brooklyn Nets finally got a team that everybody is. How long is it gonna get that? What do you mean? How long is it gonna get that way? <laughs> Obviously, shorter than my Knicks. And just because they're in the Brooklyn Stadium doesn't mean they're from Brooklyn. They're from Jersey. It's a team that's there. You got to take it one way or another. I mean, they move Yankee Stadium from one block to the next. You don't see me leaving my Yankees. Do you notice that I really don't pick any New York teams that I like even for football? It's always outside of New York State. Then get so, out of my state. Uh, how is that possible? The Knicks, well, anyway, my Knicks are looking like they may align up for Zion. Do you think it's a wise choice? Mm, for who? For them to even... I think they're going to mess them up. Yeah, my next, if my next get Zion is a rap for Zion. I'm telling him now. If you was to open, make an open letter for the Knicks, what would you say when they get to the, the draft picks? Can you stop this fool? This dog? He's going to do it, yes. Um, dear Zion, <laughs> you better pull an Eli man in and, and say you don't want to play for the team. You traded out to California or something. Oh, yeah, wow. I, I wouldn't want to be uh, a major, like, uh, a transcending talent rookie to go into and then go into that type of situation. Right. Although LeBron went to Cleveland. And he changed it the Michael team. went to Chicago. The only person that actually went to a team that was really good was Kobe. Yeah, Tim Duncan, I mean the yeah, Spurs, right. they had an okay organization. They had a I man David Robinson before. Tim Duncan and did David Robinson before that, so Yeah, I don't So like the Knicks, uh you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're a hardcore Knicks fan. I just think that with Zion... It, look, at the, look at the Golden State Warriors. When I used to play NBA Jam, that was the team you don't pick. It was them, maybe the Nuggets back, this back in the day. The Warriors, like the Nuggets, the Bullets, those teams you don't pick. But look at the Warriors now. They're about to go and get their right. third championship in a row. Look at you. Only time my Steph Curry did come out is, is during the final. All right, but I'm a fan. You're a I'm fan. A fan You're of, a fan of being a fan of the Warriors. It's not even just of the Warriors. I just love Steph Curry. I do. I love how you I like Steph Curry too. I like, I'm a Warriors fan. Oh, you, you like that big, brand? Yeah, oh, I do. You like the couple? Yeah. Look, guys, I hope you guys went on Instagram and saw the um, video we posted. YouTube couples. The YouTube channel couples. It was just funny games, of course. But um, I thought it was funny. And it was. Is that, is that kind of why you like Aisha and Steph Curry? No. I they look like that typical. I like them individual, love, individual things. Good, but yeah, that's why. They have a great family. And yeah. I think what they promote as them as individuals as is unity, it's great. I know this is sports, but I want to take us too off of sports. But that post in particular was portraying like, this is how couples be like, you know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like, this is what they do. They put up nice so stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put up all the good stuff. So, I guess the way we try to make it as real as possible, like, think like couples therapy. Mm-hmm. 
me about to choke you out before we get on. I mean, I kinda we have no filter. It's okay. We have no filter. These um, are things that we say yeah. to each other. There's no filter. This is right. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it at all. I wouldn't either. I want to be as real as possible. Yeah. And, and this is how we are. As, if, if people to meet us individual, even our people that we hang with now, this is us. This yeah. is who we are. How we go from sports? Today? I don't know because we're just bouncing around. We're just having fun. After this, yeah. when we got our guests coming on, after yeah, this break, I can't wait. Um, after a word from our sponsor, um, Melissa Sujan and Olivia Lauren right. will be joining uh, the both sides line. Give us insight on on um, Lauren Simone Publishing oh, House. Right. right, they will be on with us next. You guys sit back and um, enjoy them. It's right. gonna they, they're gonna give us a good time and a lot of information. Guys, get your pens and papers ready. And this is great if you're a parent as well. To mm-hmm. listen up to this um, great example of a woman that Melissa is. Um, so we'll be back with Lawrence Moe Publishing House. This is Both Sides with DJ. And honey. We'll be back, y'all. to both sides with dj and honey podcast now as promised we have our guest melissa sujan and we have Oli- her daughter olivia with her olivia lauren. olivia lauren i'm sorry i just want to properly introduce how you guys doing we're doing great thank you how you doing olivia i'm great thank you for asking. <laughs> oh no problem um welcome to both sides of course we just want to um jump right into it so Melissa Sujan, you are a Arthur teacher. How did you get into the professional field as just being a, a Arthur? Let's start there. So I am a psychologist by training and I do research. And one of the jobs that I do, we have a curriculum that we're using for great ages three to five year old, and we're teaching them engineering through literature. So we're using children's books to teach problem solving. And the books don't look like the students. And I was complaining to Olivia that I can't believe in 2017, we're still finding books that lack diversity. And she said, why don't you just write a book? Uh (laughs) So she was basically saying, why stop complaining and solve the problem, right? Isn't that what engineers do? That's right. my first book, which was um, called Olivia Travels, basing Melissa. I'm sorry to cut you. I didn't formally introduce. Let, let everybody know where you're from first and foremost. So I was born in Kingston, Jamaica, and I moved to the U.S. in 1999, where I resided in New York. Okay. Did my undergrad at Hunter College, then I did grad school at UConn, and that's how I ended up in Connecticut. Okay, cool. All right, thank I'm sorry. you. Go ahead. Yeah, so we started writing books to get first. I wrote, I wrote one by myself because Olivia said, mom, write a book. And then she said, mom, this is cool. I want to write too. And then all our books were written together. Our books are illustrated by children. So the first book, they were, I want to say 11 and 14 at the time. And it's been three years. So now the older one is now 17. So we just went from being authors to becoming publishers. Okay. Olivia, how old are you? I'm 11. 11, okay. So and how you... long have you been writing? For three years. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Do you share any of your work with your friends in school and stuff like that? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. What was your favorite book, I guess, you and your mom published or put together? Um, My favorite book is Olivia Travels. Okay. Now, can you give us like a little brief of what Olivia Travels is? Um, so it's a guide to like different modes of transportation. Oh, oh wow. So nice. My family go on vacation a lot. So it's like all the modes of transportation that we've been on. That's oh. nice. That's nice. And the book has educational value in the sense that it teaches kids about rhyming. It teaches kids about homonyms. So like in one scene, watch the plane take off from the plane. So they learn that words sound the same, but have different meanings. Right. So I'm an educator by, you know, as my first basis, but my kids are entertainers. They're performers. They act, they play violin, but they bring out the creative part of me. Nice. Now, so you currently teach right now in a university, a college? Yeah, I teach Quinnipiac University. And of course, professors don't make a ton of money. So I'm always adjuncting at nearby community colleges. And I get more diverse students when I teach at community colleges than when I go to the private school. Okay, because I was going to ask you um, why the adults or the college students and not the kids as far as like the teacher. Do I don't understand just, the question. Do you, do you enjoy publishing and working with, the, um, with children more so than actually in the classroom with them? Oh, so <laughs> funny story. So I, I, in grad school, I was a substitute teacher. And then because our schedule is August to May, in June, I would often substitute at schools. Uh -oh. I think I am better with the older kids in terms of teaching. Right. But in terms of story time, I love younger children. Nice, nice. Do you feel any pressure with, um, because I'm a father myself and I try to watch everything I do and stuff like that, being that you are a, a children's publisher, feel any pressure on that being that, be, being that you're the bridge of the um, voice of children? Um... <laughs> That's a difficult question to answer. I feel like I live a very simple life, so there's okay. no pressure. It's like, not like you're gonna catch me doing something awkward or weird. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I try to watch every move, cause you know, children watch everything you do and they're very honest, you know what I'm saying? So I, I try to watch everything I do around my kids. That's why I asked. It was more so of a preference for myself. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. But yes, we are mentors and Children do what they see rather than what you tell them. I, I use that example with my college students all the time. If I tell my kids don't smoke, but I'm standing with a cigarette in my hand. Right. They're not smoking adults. Right. You ever thought about going home to teach? In closer to retirement, yes. Okay. I'd love to teach at the University of West Indies. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. So Lauren Simone Publishing House, um, I noticed that it's, taking the, the titles after your two daughters, correct? That's correct, their middle names. Right, and how do you go about, now that this, like you got a, a range of authors, how do you go about like picking or publishing certain stories depending on who uh, the authors are? Like is there a process along yes. the way? So they email me the manuscript, I review it, and if it fits our goals, because we, we have like four different missions and if they match the mission we decide to publish it and if it doesn't 
I say thank you for your submission, but we can't publish you at this time. Okay. Our mission is to empower, educate, and to bring diverse representation and also own voices. So maybe, for example, someone told a story that wasn't their story, we wouldn't want to publish it because we want it to be own voices. When people tell other people's story, it tends to be stereotypical. So we try not to do that because that's already our problem in the literature. Okay. For example, when you see pictures of Africans, they're always near a hut. When mm -hmm. I know in Africa, many people live in mansions, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, Olivia, um, like I said before, I do have a son. How do you encourage other people around you your age to read, being that you're such a big reader and um, a writer in yourself? Um, so I love reading, but I like reading certain types of books. So t sometimes it's just the fact that somebody doesn't like the book or they're not interested in the topic. Um, so I feel like people just need to find the right book in order to love to read. Okay. Melissa, what helped you, um, evolve as far as like using social media platforms to, um, get your message and your publishing house out? The number one thing I recommend before anyone goes into any type of business is to get a business coach. I, as an educator, business was not my area of expertise. And my business coach, if you want to look her up, is Breakthrough to Entrepreneurship. And she taught me everything about website development, using Instagram, even things like tagging your products. Um, I wanted to do it authentically, where I didn't want to buy followers. And I think just by posting interesting content, you're going to find your audience and we're, we're built, you know, we, we grew, we grew a ton since we started. Now, usually sometimes people call it a writer's block. Do you ever or Olivia have a moment where you guys have a writer's, a writer's block and how do you go about overcoming that to keep on continuing pursuing? I think the problem with the writer's block is someone sits down and they don't know what they want to write about. So they're stuck. Our stories come to mm -hmm. us. For example, our book called Things We Wear. Olivia and I were in New York, we're in Brooklyn. We're walking to the park and we saw Orthodox Jews, Muslim women, and white families. And I overheard a little boy say, mommy, what is she wearing? And the mom said, Shh, you know, she hushed her son as opposed to just saying, I believe it's called a hijab. And that inspired us to write a book called Things We Wear because everybody knows shirt, pants, socks, hats. Right? right. So what are people who are, are of different cultures? What are the things that they wear? What are they called? And that inspired us to write the book. So really, it's just about finding inspiration in your everyday life. Do you ever get inspiration while you're teaching? I do. When they when students ask different questions or pose different problems. And I come to Olivia and I say, Olivia, do you want to write this? And she'll start it herself and then I'll edit it. Right. Oh, okay. So you guys are basically a team and you're really a team in your publishing house. Yes. And then my older daughter, who is very good at writing, she's not in the interview right now because she has a ton of homework. She's doing like four AP classes this year, okay, including wonderful. calculus. So I try not to bother her too much. Yeah, but she's very good at editing. She's like, mom, this is terrible. And she's very critical too. That's good. <laughs> you need that. That's real good. Yeah. So how old is and she? Like, she's 17. She's going to go to college yeah, in the yeah, fall. Yeah, before, right? Nice. Oh, man. Congrats to her. Congrats to mom. That's a big family, you know, um, achievement. Yeah, we're so proud of her. She got into seven schools already. 
Oh, oh wow. wow. Going out right. of state or going to? Staying local. She's thinking of Massachusetts. So like two hours away. Far. Okay, not too far. Yeah. Yeah, when I went away, I tried my best not to go too far. Anyway, I can just jump on a bus or whatever. Or a train, exactly. Home. Yeah, because... Man, you get homesick. You don't want to be in the school eating ramen noodles and all of that stuff all day. Come home for some good cooking. Western culture. So she want to come back home. Yeah, to cook that's food. yeah, that's yeah. You want to come home and get a cooked meal once in a blue moon. So I understand that wanting to stay as close as possible, but not wanting to be as close as possible. Right. I want her to get <laughs> so on the on the book side. Do you do you guys outsource your your the the um yeah so i found illustrators by uh, the thing is a lot of people are like how do you do this how do you do this and i'm like honestly once you open your mind to do something the opportunities come up so i knew this lady forever her name is faith clark and she told me her her daughters her daughter and her son are illustrating and i saw their work and i hired them like that wow. um another one i actually found through peopleforhire.com found, you know, you, um, you put your budget and different people will apply. You look at their work and you decide who you want to hire. And he stuck, even I found him there, he stuck with us through the, the last three years. So it's just really, it really is putting your foot out there and then things come to you. Just like you might walk out in the street and someone says, um, you start talking to someone and I'm like, I'm an editor. And you're like, oh my God, I was looking for an editor. It's right. just how things just fall, literally, like, effortless but once you decide you want something it comes to you yes that's just true um now with the publishing house do you guys also hold like like i don't know if i should say seminars or certain classes that they're looking for certain things to learn how to like em enhance more their writing skills or uh find ways to have better ideas do you have like certain um classes they could hold or certain ways they get contact with you where they can find out or figure out if this is the right path that they writing on when they start in the book or doing whatever they need to do? That's a great question. So we still consider ourselves in our infancy and we recently applied for the FedEx small business grant. And that was what we proposed. We said we wanted to create writers workshops and illustrating workshops where we have actual professionals teaching youth how to do these things to build the brand and to have more talent. I mean, obviously we could do flyers at colleges and hire college students, but we're really trying to train them from early. Wow. That's nice. Olivia, you still there, right? Yes. Okay. Anywhere you're looking forward to going to soon to get some inspiration, I should say? Um. Okay, so let me see. <laughs> what is the dream place you want to go to? Since you like to travel. Uh, I would love, like, I want to go around the world, but, like, a certain place I want to go is, like, the Caribbean or, like, Jamaica. Nice. It's nice. We just was there not too long ago. You'll love it. Or if you have, if you, you've been to Jamaica before? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you already know. It's it's beautiful. It's it's very inspirational. It's actually where we started the idea for this podcast, believe it or not. It was just a weekend. We were just having some great conversation with some some nice people from different places and we just started getting the idea 
to create, you know, content in itself. And we wanted to go places as well and show people, you know, or give more information about the locals and all the countries that we go and visit. So I so, kind of, yeah, understand where that inspiration comes from. So did you have experience with communications and radio broadcasts and podcasts, or did you have to teach yourself as you went along? Well, with, when I went to school, I went to Lincoln University um, in Pennsylvania, HBCU. Um, shout out to my school. Um, I yeah, was yeah. one, <laughs> I was, I was um, actually one of the creators of one of the first, of the first sitcom on the campus. I wrote the script, me and one of my friends, we split the, um, the responsibility. So it was me and one of my partners. We went about casting. We went about petitioning to get the, um, the show on the, on the school network. We petitioned for better equipment. Um, they paid for all of our media. We end up on, um, NBC in Philly to do a, like a little 10 minute, um, segment about, you know, schools and mass communication departments and creating. And I started when I got out of school, I was a PA assistant, well, a PA, uh, a production assistant on, um, a couple of shows for HBO and uh, okay. did the Smurfs. And then I took some time off from it. And then, um, I met Rahani and she was interested and I wanted to start off from podcasting, honestly. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Because she, <laughs> and not to put it out there, doesn't have a lot of experience with broadcasting and stuff like that. And being that I am just getting back on my feet, like I felt like this was the easiest transition for us to, to, to gather, you know, an audience and then to rebuild, you know, maybe possibly a, a YouTube channel, possible, you know, traveling channel and those things of, um, you know, restaurants and stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah. So it's gonna, this is just the start. Now, do you, Okay, you guys do a publishing house. Like sometimes, like certain when you guys are doing new stories or you guys want to outreach to other people, do you guys like do you hold like little um, stories uh, telling at bookstores, at schools, certain things that other people could outreach and know what's more about Lawrence um, um, Small Publishing House? Because I know like yes. Barnes and Nobles have their own thing where you know sometimes because I've gone to a couple of them that I. I get influenced by reading books also by doing that also, but sometimes it's better to see the author or the illustrator or whoever collaborated with the story in person and get a better feel. Do you guys go about doing that? Yeah, we do multiple events. So the latest event we've done is a paint night. Oh. Uh, it was just like a paint day. I think I saw that on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I think so. And we painted a character and you kind of got to learn about the book you got the book um another thing that we did is my mom came in one day to my school and she read the book aloud one of our books nice that's very nice as like a raffle so we do do events at bookstores because we do have our books in some stores yeah so we go around yeah um, I, I enjoyed what you said about actually seeing the author. I took Olivia to see Jacqueline Woodson, the author of Harbor Me. Oh. She's, um, I think she's like the number one ambassador for reading. That, that's what, like the title she recently acquired. And it was so amazing just to see another black author tell her story 
And just to hear her talk about her family, her life, her writing experience, her opinions about diversity. So yeah, totally. We, we love it. So we do it as well. So what's next for um, Lauren Simone Publishing House? We have so many events lined up, but the one that I really want to talk about is we're going to have our, one of our books is called Olivia Connects, and it's about the historical to current forms of communication. And we're going to be at the Vintage Radio and Communication, April 27th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And every child there will get a free book, but not only will they learn about communication and tour the museum to see historical communication, they get to build a radio from scratch. Oh, wow. So imagine how cool it is to build something with your own hands and take it home and be able to actually use it. So we're not just about literacy or just about reading. We're also very about interactive learning. I think that's why so many kids are so bored in the classroom right. because yeah. right. technology is-, is all the way up, right? Yeah. And we're still teaching the same way we taught 150 years ago, sitting in rows, looking at a blackboard or a whiteboard when everything else has changed cars have changed phones have changed and education is still the same right right yeah i mean also the way you guys are going about it it actually influences the kids actually not to use their phone just for social media be able to to like connect in the sense of like besides just downloading the nearest chat you could download the books you could download whatever you need in order to pursue and encourage kids to keep reading because one of the things is a lot of American kids do not read a lot. They're more into yeah. that social talking. And, you know, a lot of kids can't even speak correctly because of the fact they're so caught up in everything else. But what's what's the primary that's going to help them in life? So Exactly. So to have you guys actually do this and, you know, especially have your daughters involved, that's, that's a wonderful thing. We also have an LOL book club. It stands for Love of Literature. It was Imani's idea. She's like, why don't we have a book club? So every... Like first Friday of the month, we meet at her school. The school allows us to use their their cafeteria. And 15 to 25 kids come and they take turns reading stories or we have guest authors, not just our authors. And the kids are so interested. We do tons of different activities. The the last month, we, we read the Things We Wear book and every kid were decided to learn about a new culture. And then they told about their own culture. So it's just an exchange of, and I mean, the world we live in now where there's so much hate and prejudice, mm-hmm. we can just help to indoctrinate the younger generation to be more open and accepting. I think the world would be a better place. It's the truth. I, I feel like it has to start with the youth. Yeah. Well, we just want to thank you guys for your time and everything for um, all your information. I want to um, ask you before I um, send us out, that event that's april 27th what's the 27th is a sunday or saturday a saturday okay um what's the age group six and up six and up okay you could come if you want yeah, yeah. <laughs> um not even cool. me my son is six yeah, that would be real cool so i'm pretty sure he would enjoy that i think so if you can please um let everybody know where they can find more information for lauren simone publishing house <laughs> www.laurensimonepubs l-a-u-r-e-n-s-i-m-o-n-e-p-u-b-s dot com if you go to that website you'll see our blogs you'll see all the events that we have coming up each event has an RSVP link and all our news and, and goals and things like that and we're also on Instagram at Lawrence Simone Pubs 
We're on Twitter at Lawrence Moon Pub without the S. And we're on Facebook. So please follow us, like us, love us, share us. And visit our website. Vote for us for the small business grant so we can be going to different. Yes, yes, we will. Definitely check that out. Um, don't you hate that on social media? Like how one social media, you got an S and the other one, you got to put an underscore. Or... Because of the number of characters. Yeah. 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 I was just yeah. like, oh my goodness. I always mix up the names and stuff. <laughs> Olivia, anybody you want to say hello to or goodbye or any, you know, shout out? Um, I think she's going to listen to it. Hi, Justin. Okay. <laughs> Justice is her best friend who just moved to New Orleans. Oh, oh man. Hey, Justice. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I have to say, um, I'm happy to have, or we are happy to have you guys on the podcast. And Olivia, keep on soaring and influence all the young ones, because once you keep on going, then you're going to have a lot of people going to follow right in pursuit. Yes. And it's, it's important, especially for young Black females, to actually have somebody, like your mom as a mentor, as also your teacher, as also a guide to life. That's great. And I just want to commend you in particular to keep on pursuing, especially for a subject or in particular something that kids are not really influenced to do. You as as a as a role model and as also as a, a young black female, it's great to know that you are loving something that you pursue, something that you was influenced by and you continue on doing. So that's great. And I commend you, Melissa Sue, on your your continuing educational ways of, of attracting young individuals to pursue, pursue re- reading and also illustration in particular. Thank you so much for having us. Have a good night. You guys have a good night. This is Both Sides with DJ Honey Podcast. I think I was just ready for whatever you had for me. You know, I just screwed up. I think this I know time. what it is that. What is it? It's because I'm able to speak more and I'm not so confined to hold it because I'm these last week I was coughing in between trying to hold the end dry so that it was just horrible. But now like I found my voice in particular, so it's it's I know, yeah. But it's actually me and you. I don't know, it's all right. I'm back to it's my corky ways. Good. Back to the corky <laughs> ways. This is both sides podcast with DJ and Honey. Another one wrapping up. Um, thanks again to our guests, Melissa Sujano and Olivia um, Lauren from Lauren Simone Publishing House. Um, thanks for the gems dropped on this um, podcast episode, you guys. Uh, make sure to rewind it, get the information you need. And also, if you have any children that are, you know, interested in, in reading or you want them to become better readers or interested in them, you know, being proud of book club and so forth, uh, make sure you go and follow Melissa on um, what that, lawrencesimonepub.com and on Instagram is with an ad, so um, make sure you guys check that out, all right? It's, it's great to lead the youth in a positive way, the way she's doing it, and the fact that she got kids involved. One of my daughters was not available, I should say. Yeah, congrats to her, Alyssa going to college. Alyssa Simone.
Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. Yeah, about, yeah, but congrats to her because we need more of that as well. Those teenagers that are constantly on the cell phones and using technology to get through life, but are you, the ones who are encouraged to go to school and get it that way. You gotta really, really compliment, you know, them and the parents. And yeah. Of course, the support system is very important. It's big when you definitely are from outside the country. Kids, you know what I'm you saying? You come here, you make yes. a new life, and you start a new life, and you hope you, your children will follow pursuit, and they are follow pursuit. They're yeah. smart. You, think know, you, you think I did that? Yeah. You think you think so? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah my dad is foreigner. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think I did it. Oh, I did. Look, I would. Uh, my grandmother on my mom's side is not from here. And she was able to even not being able to finish school. She was able to pursue. Whatever she needed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's each their own. You know, everybody has their own way of reaching their own plateau to keep going and moving forward. The thing about this is, you know, one of the subjects that a lot of kids nowadays, even now in our age group, they don't read. So to have somebody, her daughter, come on and you know have the influence on other kids and even um her mom to come on here and you know to promote that. That's awesome. I thought it was good. You know, and maybe one day have a kid so. Where we get, that would you know, be really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I also like the fact that they have like uh, interaction. I like that because not everybody's like focused on reading. Well, interaction is basically where I think a lot of people go wrong. You think put a book in front of somebody and then right. you know they'll get it. You know, the interaction part I think becomes more and more important in today's mm-hmm. especially yeah, society. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, a lot of the kids, they gotta have something in their hand mm-hmm. to, you know, but so interacting with the kid, taking away from the cell phone. I'm well, I mean, the interview in itself made me want to just change the way I, I view, I guess, my procedure with DJ and his schooling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna see, I'm not a big reader or writer, but, well, let me not say I'm not a big writer, but a reader mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But no, I, I know there's the different things that I do that can absolutely influence him in, in a way, but as long as I'm interacting with him, mm-hmm. not just putting it in front of him, you know? Right. You know, more parents got to do that. So shout out to Melissa and Olivia. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yes, thanks awesome. for coming on the show, calling into the show. Right. So this weekend, what we got? It's spring, y'all, right? It's spring. Spring was like, yes, sir. It's spring. Yeah, but it's spring. It, I mean, the weather is nice. It's nice. It's oh, nice around 2 o'clock. That's me. We're going to go out more. Because <laughs> the last episode, you said, oh, I don't like going there because it's so cold. You trying, you you trying to play me, sir? No, I'm just saying. It's a good way to look. Hello? What do you think? No, I mean, definitely if it's warm, <laughs> I'm going to want to stay outside. It's, you know what it is? It's like when the sun's out, you want to be out. It's dark, you don't. You know it's cold out, so. Yeah, yeah. And my day just started really not to like me. I was, of course, I've opened up the windows. And the sun, we get so much direct sunlight. He's like, really? Like, why do you open up the windows to shade? This girl wakes up and just opens windows, like, like, like shades. And I'm like. The sun is up. So that means like all sleeping needs to be refreshing. done. Refreshing. It's, so yeah. you open the, the, the windows. All the, the windows. For your cat. It'll Not only for him. him. I love the sun. I believe the sun brings chair, I believe it brings warmth, and encourage you to like get up and just. There's been some damn snowy days 
honey stuff oh, pulled back that curtain back. It don't be no sun out there. And you still want to pull it back. I think, I honestly think once I complain about something, you do it more. I, I honestly believe that. I, I do. Is that like a, a thing that women just, like, like, okay, I know I got this one. I can use it anytime. Just It depends. If I want to, like, sort of, like, not getting a nerve, but like I wanted to see anything they would do. And this I'll coming from somebody who doesn't like to be woke. Cause I believe, woke. I believe like on the weekends, especially when it comes to Fridays, it's kind of hard because your body is just it's like my mind shuts down, but my body's like, you know, you need that break. Take a little bit. Cause we get up so early in the morning. The thing is, like I'll get up early, and you'll still be sleeping. And then I'll go an back hour. and try to go back to sleep. And, and then happening. you'll get up. That's right. And that's when you're going to pull back, pull back. Yeah, because by and that then, time it's then, breakfast. And then you get up, eat breakfast, then you go back to sleep. This is the weekend, y'all. Then she go back to sleep. And then I'm you up. You join me sometimes. And then, and then, and then she. You join me sometimes. me, oh, I can't get no sleep. That's da, right. Da, 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 da. That's right. But you know what? On the weekends, I'm not, I still don't get this. You get up as if we're going to work. But then you're That's waiting. body adjustment. All right. My body is still in rest mode. I'm in my house. I ain't got to get up and leave. That's different. If I'm up, I know people who still get up 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning on yeah. Saturday, drink their coffee. That's just they, they, they motion. It's not even like, oh, I'm getting up to go to work. You getting up to use the bathroom. That's what it be. And then you up. You know what I'm saying? And then, then you, but you in your house, you're not working. You got your robe on, your pajama pants. You got that stuff in you. So it's not that same procedure. It's a different waking up early. I'm waking up early to not have to go and jump on the train and have to deal with these people and then go to work. That's well, the sun is out and it's brighter than before because now happy spring, spring y'all. Happy, happy spring. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Thanks to Melissa again. Thanks to all our guests um, as well. Thanks to um, Olivia as well. Um, we're going to take it out of here. Yeah. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Make sure you guys um, pull those blinds back and wake up your significant other. Because if I ain't getting no sleep, I hope y'all don't either. This is Both Sides with DJ. And Honey. Podcast. See y'all next week. Stay blessed. Hey, you guys, we would like to give thanks to the various artists who contribute to all our episodes. Thank <laughs> you.